502 what's going down it is happening on this beautiful cold chilly saturday morning here in the ville this is wake up 502 with rashawn myers this is your boy rashawn myers coming to you live from the palatial studios of 96.1 fm wxvw big x sports radio it is happening it is going down and for whatever reason a bunch of people want me to tell them a bunch of lies. I don't know why, but I feel like we have a good theme for the show today. A little Fleetwood Mac Tell Me Lies uh, bringing us in this morning. Y'all know I always like to keep the music topical from time to time when it when the, it suits my needs. So, you know, I had to, had to go with Fleetwood this morning. Hopefully uh, you people uh, enjoyed that. Of course, if you want to reach out and be involved in anything you hear in the show today, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. That is 502-414-1450 for the Thornton's text lines. Uh, make sure you go out to any one of the 68,534 uh, local Thornton's locations. There is one popping up every day because they do everything so well from gas to, to snacks to food to everything else so make sure you go out there and check out thornton's uh you can also give me a call if you want to get involved and actually talk to me this morning everybody knows i always like to chat folks up when i get the opportunity to you can give us a call in on the wake up 502 buzz line that's 502-384-1450 that's 502-384-1450 i would love to hear your thoughts on anything going on and we have an absolutely humongous show uh, coming your way today. Of course, I will be joined uh, in studio by Haven Harrington uh, here in a little bit. The uh, the architect himself, H to the Izzo, will be in the building. And then uh, <laughs> possibly we may get Mr. Joe Kelly in as well. I think uh, uh, Joe's out uh 
you know, is hitting the pavement. So sometimes he is on assignment and won't get back until a little bit later on. But hopefully Joe Kelly at That Boy's Good will be able to join us as well. Um, but we have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch to get, up, get into today. The University of Louisville football team, of course, celebrating senior day, um, wearing the all reds here, taking on uh, the NC State Wolfpack, a team that somehow is still in the top 25 even though they lost to Boston College. I think that's probably the most, uh, um, the biggest gift that the uh, NCAA uh, playoff committee uh, could do, a college football playoff committee, should, I should say, uh, <laughs> could do for Louisville because, yeah, I didn't think that uh, NC State would still be in the polls after losing to Boston College. I thought Louisville was the only team that loses to Boston College. But, uh, some kind of way, uh, they held on to a number number twenty three ranking in the uh, the playoff poll. Uh, so Louisville has an opportunity for a top twenty five win uh, this afternoon uh, at uh, Cardinal Stadium. That'll be coming your way at three thirty. Um, initially, it was supposed to be on the ACC network. Unfortunately, that has been moved to the much hated RSN and Bally Sports. Um, so. It's going to be a little bit difficult uh, to find it. Um, I, I, you know, you can go check out uh, the U of L website or Kelly Dickey um, at Real Card Game. Uh, he always has all the good information. Uh, there is a uh, Bally Sports app uh, for those of you guys that are technologically savvy. Uh, you can get the Bally Sports app, and they do offer a free seven-day trial with no. Uh, you know, they don't have. You don't have to get any of their. And give any of your personal information to sign in and sign up for the Bally Sports app. So if you do that, you'll be able to watch the game no problem on your smart TV or phone or tablet or whatever electric device you'll be using. Um, so that is an option as well. Um, so hopefully these RSN games will be going away very soon. But uh, because of the tragedy there with uh, Virginia, uh, they are not playing their football game this weekend. That was supposed to be the RSN game. Um, but once that game got canceled uh, to uh, complete their contract uh, obligations, Louisville got slid into that slot, unfortunately. So no ACC network for L today. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, you'll have to check that out and figure it out. But I, I tell you what, uh, you know, there's a lot – uh, going on there. Um, there's a huge, huge opportunity for Scott Satterfield to um, rekindle some of that magic from his initial campaign in 2019 for University of Louisville. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Of course, we're also, <laughs> if anybody's been paying attention to my uh, Twitter, and that's at Rashan, R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N. If you, unless you've been under a rock for the last several days, um, I, I've been fighting with my own people, <laughs> and that's where the genesis of the song this morning, Tell Me Lies, came from. Um, just because uh, Louisville basketball is off to a, a horrendous start uh, in every sense of the word, and I have been uh, very critical um, of University of Louisville because, unfortunately, you know, it, it's not – as if I'm beating a dead horse or as, as if I'm bringing up old conversations. Unfortunately, every time Louisville goes out there and unfortunately every time Kenny Payne hits a microphone, um, they give you new stuff to be critical about. Um, I just don't think that there's anything that this Cardinal basketball program is doing to help themselves. And all I'm doing is speaking about the current events and the current state of affairs for the basketball program. Louisville now 0-3. Um, heading to Maui, uh, they just touched down uh, in uh, Hawaii uh, early this morning or late 
uh, yesterday evening, uh, one or the other. Uh, but they did touch down there in Hawaii. They are getting ready to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, the number nine ranked Arkansas Razorbacks, a team that looks to be extremely formidable um, and a very difficult field overall. Um, so Louisville is getting ready for that challenge, uh, you know, to take that next step. So we're going to definitely get into that, and I'm probably going to get into that a little bit more uh, to get started just because I, I want to give uh, the great one himself, Mr. Haven Harrington, a bit of time to get in here because I want to ask him about this football program and football team and uh, figure out his thoughts on what exactly that all means. But I definitely look forward to your text messages in, um, you know, in, in regards to this because, you know, I, I do want to get into – um, where we are uh, with this Cardinal basketball program. Of course, um, you know, UofL hit the court uh, for the first time a couple weeks back, taking on uh, Lenore Ryan. Uh, oh, look at that. Speak of the devil in the yellow coat, and he, he appears. <laughs> uh, uh, to Louisville taking on Lenore Ryan. Uh, and, of course, unfortunately, hello, Haven. How are you doing, sir? Oh, just fine, sir. Good, good, good. So glad, glad to have you in there. Um, uh, and as I was talking about, um, Louisville hit the hit the court for the first time against Lenore Ryan, um, inexplic- inexplicably uh, lost to Everett Sullivan and crew. And you know, at first, um, that was a thought of, well, maybe the guys just weren't ready. Maybe they overlooked them. Maybe you know, jitters. You know, whatever you want to call it. There was a lot of hemming and hawing over that. Um, and unfortunately. Uh, you know, they come out the second game, a life and death with Chaminade, <laughs> a game in which Chaminade was leading with about three and a half minutes to go. But Louisville, to their credit, got it together and was able to escape uh, with a win uh, in the second exhibition game. But now they, of course, had started the regular season, uh, lost games to Bellarmine where they did make it close early and give it some window dress or get, excuse me, made it close late with a late run to make it a one point loss. Uh, in a game that was not that close in the second half. Uh, and the same thing happened uh, the other night when they played against App State, where once again they were down about 10 points with about three or four minutes to go and then made a late, furious rally to make it a one-point game. And that's one of the things, Haven, that I've heard um, about this Louisville team. Uh, you know, the 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 latest interesting twist and and adjustment or pivot or whatever you want to call it um that a lot of the people that are extremely extremely let's just call them extremely extremely devout supporters of Kenny Payne um you know have said look man it was just three three games by one point so I don't know what you're tripping on um but I I think that pretty much all that I am doing and and when I talk about Louisville I'm literally just talking about the Louisville news of the day but unfortunately they just aren't giving us much good news to talk about I think every time they go out there it's just more you know I, I can't help that they're losing games and I can't help that when Kenny Payne touches a microphone usually something tragic comes out of his mouth like what am I supposed to do just not talk about Louisville you know Rashawn <laughs> the great American poet O'Shea Jackson <laughs> has a wrote a, a poem, I believe, in the probably the late eighties, early nineties, about you. <laughs> yes, and the title of that poem would be "The Negro You Love to Hate." <laughs> you have entered that realm. You're the guy with the black hat. Mm. 
pulling caps back, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> to quote Mr. O'Shea Jackson. Yes. But today, I feel I must step into the light and shed some lightness, some truth and reality here on, on this here situation at the University of Louisville. Your fighting cardinals, your beak with teeth. And I was one of those people. I will fully admit this on the air right now in front of the millions and millions of our listeners <laughs> all across this great state who can hear my voice. For me, the wheels of the bus came off with the loss of Lenore Ryan. It was not pretty. That, that very first game, I was like, yeah, oh, no. Oh, 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 Houston, we have a problem. Very first game, Houston, we got a problem. Yeah. I mean, this almost reminds me of the start of the Cragthorpe era, where we beat Murray State 70, I believe it was 70 to 7 in, in, in his very first game. Yes. And I was kind of like, whoa, hey, they kind of scored that touchdown kind of quickly. And they kind of put their brakes on offense like a little too soon. Hmm. I don't know. I know he won 77, but that, mm, yeah. I don't know. That first quarter was questionable. Yeah. And then we played uh, Middle Tennessee State, I do believe, the yes. very next game. Yes. And we gave up 555 yards of offense. We won, but it, it didn't look pretty. Yeah. Especially all the talent you had coming back. So I was kind of like, yeah, th- th- this ain't good. Now, I'm not saying – the Kenny Payne, the Steve Cragthorpe, or that well, I, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I mean, we're too far away now. When they first hired Kenny Payne, I said, and you can check the tape because we have copies. Absolutely. And podcasts everywhere. And, and podcasts everywhere. Where I was like, we need to pump the brakes on the Kenny Payne hype. This is his first season as a head coach ever at any level. And he's there's going to be some growing pains. He's going to have to learn how to be a head coach, and we're going to have – there's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises. There's going to be a lot of questionable calls, timeouts that should have been called that weren't called, substitution patterns that we just don't know about, that, that look kind of weird. Uh, you know, all these sort of things that first-year head coaches go through. Yes. Now, what I didn't expect was that very first team, that very first game against Lenore Ryan, first look just god-awful, first look uninterested for – not really having any type of discernible offensive or defensive scheme. That kind of took me by surprise. Yeah. You know, I thought there would be like a, a framework. Absolutely. There of, of some sort. And the team just has to work through the framework, learn the system, learn what's, learn what's supposed to be happening, what's trying to go on. It's going to take them a while for it to fit. You know, we may not have the players – to fit the system that Kenny wants to run. Right. So, you know, we, we may win, you know, I'll say we may win like 13, 14, 15 games. Probably someplace on par with last season, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, but something like that. And then you start to see some recruits that come in because we was told, you know, Kenny Payne's a great recruiter. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking, saying, okay, so we'll have some reinforcements come in, and then we can see the next couple of years, you know, we can see, okay, where this is going, okay. I got this. We won 15 games this year. We got a couple of guards coming in, a couple of highly rated recruits. And in basketball, unlike football, you can turn a team around literally in one recruiting class. Yeah. Literally one good recruiting class, and you can, you can completely flip the team almost immediately. So I was thinking, you know, yeah, give me like a year. We'll be good. Right. 
But when, after I saw the Lenore Ryan game, and I'm like, how are we going to lose to not even a top-ranked Division II team, like one of the bottom Division II teams, a team that only won 10 games last year, and we played them without two of their starters. A team that just lost to like a junior college like the week before. Yeah, their best two players didn't play. Lenore Ryan's best two players didn't play when yeah. they lost to them. And that was like, <laughs> you know, that's one of those games. I know people say it's just an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. But that's one of those games that you should like literally be able to roll the ball out on the court and be like, okay, let's just win. Let's get some minutes in. Let me get some of my rotation in. Like this should literally be a practice game. Yes. Like, Literally just a practice. Like a, this almost be like a red and white game with less talent. Yes. An easy, easy win. And it wasn't. They struggled mightily. And then Shamanad, who got busted by Cincinnati, who is considered to be like not even what picked the top half of their conference. And they got busted by and Shamanad got busted by Cincinnati by like 30, 40 points. And then we had to I mean, L. Ellis had to come and save our bacon and, and go through that, that furious comeback to, you know, so, so we could win. So, so check this out, Haven. So uh, just got a text in early on. And, of course, if you want to get involved on the text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter text in. Um, he says, I just want to know why you are killing the brother as you do. And this is a question that I've gotten. Over and over and over again on Twitter. <laughs> and over and over and over. Oh, that's easy. You I'm lost like, to a Ryan. Like? You lost to a low-level Division II team. <laughs> you struggled against another di- low-level Division II team in Chaminade. My question to You're me. the second-best team in your own city because you lost to Bellarmine. I, but see, my question is this, Haven. To the texter that says, why are you killing him? I just want to know for this texter if he would like to text me in or if somebody would like to call in to 502-384-1450. What exactly do you all want me to say about the basketball program right now? Because literally all I'm doing is talking about the information that is put before me. I'm not going out. Like there has never been one single Wake Up 502 show when we come in here and be like, y'all know Kenny Payne sucks and y'all know this ain't going to work and you know this is going to be terrible and you know that we shouldn't have got him and you know that we should have got this too. That has never come out of our mouths at all. We've We've never said that. We've not said any of this. No. All I'm doing is like literally talking about the most current thing that I've seen out there. Like, what exactly am I supposed to say? I mean, I guess I could be like someone be like, y'all know he's going to get it worked out at some point. And he may get it worked out. Like, but that's that's not my job. No, he he may get it worked out. That may happen, but right now, (laughs) right now, where we are right now, it's not getting worked out. Right. I'm just talking about current events. Don't get mad because I talked about literally the last game that was played. I'm going to say the team has gotten better. Yeah, they've gotten better every game. Every game they've gotten better, but it's still, but they're they're getting better against really, really, really bad competition. What happens when you play <laughs> a team of real competition? <laughs> oh gosh, I just got another text in. I'm sorry, this this one was funny. He said, "Y'all, the brother hating show." Says your co-host is one of the black guys that didn't want Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow, what a brother-hating show. Wow. Oh, God. That, I, I'm sorry. I just had to laugh at that. That is so funny, man. Uh, but we're not hating. <laughs> not at all. You're just literally, I don't understand why we can't talk about, like, literally all I'm doing is talking about the games. Technically, if you count exhibition games, you're one in five. Yeah, well, one in four. One in four. Yeah. Count exhibition games, you're one in four. Against a low-level Division II team, <laughs> against so two low-level Division II teams, against a Bellarmine team that lost its three best players. Am I missing something? Wright State, which is, you know, an okay team. Yeah, I mean, they're one, they're one of the, 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 the better mid-major teams. Yes, and you've struggled against all of them. Yeah, lost to App State, lost to Wright State, lost to Bellarmine. You struggled against all of them. You're not supposed to struggle against this part of the schedule. This is supposed to be the easy win part of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something. Oops. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, you have to do something to. You know, change what's happening. Like I, I, I don't know what exactly I'm supposed to say. Um, you know, just in terms of, you know, I, I, I don't. I just don't really know what what we're supposed to say. I can only react to what I've seen and what has happened. Like that's at the end of the day, that's pretty much all I know. So. You know, I, I mean, I, I hope that things get better. Like, I, I want things to get better. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, when I go to these Louisville games, I'm not going to these Louisville games games wanting to see L lose. You know, like, that that's not um, what's happening. That's not what, what I want to see happen. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, and, look, we, look, we have a lot more show to go. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break when we get back we're going to get more of your text in uh 502-414-1450 please continue to send these texts in of course you all can give us a call as well 502-384-1450 as well um and we're going to talk more of that because you know what i want to talk about solutions i don't want to just sit there and just beat the drum on what's happened um i want to get your thoughts on what what you all think we can do to turn this around and what we can do just in general uh to to be in a better spot uh so we will be back you are listening to wake up 502 rashad myers haven heritage big export Radio, and we'll be back. Welcome back. Welcome back in to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington taking care of you. A little Eurythmics. Would I lie to you? Haven, would we lie to the people? Okay. Let me start this segment off by saying this, right? Yes. To 
to the guy who just texted in or the person who just texted in yes. about us being a brother-hating show, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, first of all, yes. we're not hating on Kenny Payne by stating the obvious. You're one of four. Your record speaks for itself. Facts. We're just stating obvious facts. Like, the teams you lost to were low-level Division Two teams, especially all, all, especially your um, exhibition games. You had a superior height advantage, which you didn't take advantage of because you got outscored in the paint. Every game. Uh, and, and that's a good point. And every game except for Bellarmine. So I think it's every game except for Bellarmine, no, right? The, the only game where they did not – where they won the points in the paint uh, was the game versus uh, – uh, Chaminade. No, Wright State, excuse me. Wright State was the only game so far where they actually won points in the paint. But you are a physically bigger and taller team than everybody you played against. Yeah. So you're just not using, you know, your, your natural advantages. But, you no, know, like I said, can Kenny turn us around? Sure he can. Sure you can. I mean, just same way that we got on Coach Satterfield at the beginning of the season after they lost to Boston College. He turned it around. Now little football's balling. The defense is balling. You know, after everybody talking about, you know, how bad Brian Brown is, defense coordinator, rightfully so. Because the first three years he was here, the defense was god-awful. But he turned it around. Now the defense is the strength of the team. So you can turn things around. But as they stand right now, they have a whole lot of turning around to do. Oh, this is Daddy Myers? <laughs> Yo, Rock. Yo, Rock. Oh, I guess I guess I to turn up my microphone would work, wouldn't it? Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, so, so uh, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Doing fine yourself, sir. I am doing beautiful this morning, talking to the people, and, uh, trying to bring the truth to the masses. <laughs> and Haven, how about yourself, my brother? I'm doing fine. A little chilly, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I just wanted to call in about that basketball team, man. What? So what? So so. Give me your thoughts, because I know you 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 have been one that that you know has been. I'm supportive. Yes. I'm supportive. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So and so the reason the reason I'm supportive uh, is, you know, this local team is uh, playing off its name. Okay, all the continuity of last year's and last couple of years team left. Williamson left. Uh, Trey um, Curry is not playing to his uh, potential. Yeah. You know, um, and um, what's, what's the kid that came in from Miami? Uh, Matt um, Cross, Matt Cross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, that team definitely wouldn't be 0-3 or 0-1-3 uh, and, and and 1-4 or whatever right now right. if they had stayed. They left, okay? Yeah. So what, uh, and, and, you know, I don't know, uh, I can't imagine that Payne when they're talking about, I don't want you, you know. I think these guys saw an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, make some moves uh, with the current, you know, the, the cloud was still hanging over, you know, uh, of the program, that type of thing. So um, they saw an opportunity to, uh, I mean, you know, Wimson went back to Texas, you know, um, um, and the other guys left as well. So, 
you got a whole new team. Uh, Mike James has never set set foot on uh, set foot on the court. Yeah, you know, uh, and um, uh, I'm glad we got um, uh, um, the, the kid from uh, Tennessee. You know, um, and I thought I thought I thought uh, Wheeler was going to be you know uh, a good backup. He hadn't hardly played. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabio hasn't played. I think I, I like Fabio. I like uh, I like his game. You know, from what I saw in that uh, Lenore Ryan game. But uh, you know, um, and then when you look at Bellman, man, um, that system was already in place. Um, you know, right state. I mean, these systems were already in place. They did very well last year. Uh, the kids that came in, they just um, slotted them in as far as um, you know uh, their 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 regular system, and they played without a hiccup. Louisville, on the other hand, is playing off its name at this point, and they're still playing uh, to within uh, a point of um, these teams, and could have and and could have and should have won uh, had they you know knew what they were doing in the first place. Now I like the way that um, Payne is talking, you know, um, play with confidence, uh-huh. you know, uh, play with confidence. I like that, and the team when when the uh, players are interviewed. You know, they're supportive of, of their coach. We haven't given up. You know, we know who we are, you know, and, and, and that type of thing. So that's where I'm going with this. I'm, I think um, I think they might uh, win a game or two in Hawaii. I, I believe with that competition there, I believe they'll win in Hawaii uh, at least one game. Um, and, and uh, you know, I'd like to go for that championship like they did last year, uh, the <laughs> Bullies. But uh, <laughs> it's a little, little, little different level of competition. <laughs> a little, yeah, 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 from from Bally. Yeah. But anyway, uh, those are my comments. Uh, love your show. Love your show. And uh, you and Harry, uh, Haven, uh, have a great day. Uh, that boy good. Uh, Joe Kelly, you know, love love the show, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Have a great it. one. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Sir. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dad! Hey, and trust me, y'all. My daddy gives it to me all the time because he yes, is he absolutely does. on the. You better, you need to support Kenny and quit killing him. So, like y'all got y'all don't understand. I get it at home too. Like, understand. Like, this is the one thing people talk like. Are you ain't no real little fan? Are you a Clines Kentucky fan? Are you you just here trying to start a pot? Like, I come from some of the most die hard, died in the wool, red and black till we die. Louisville fans ever. So trust and understand. Like, this is not a game. This is not an act because I get it all the time. I, I have to argue with my daddy almost every day. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say to that, to my point being, with all those things are being understood. Yes, there's a lot of guys that, that have moved on. Matt Cross actually uh, got his team in uh, to the to the finals of whatever little holiday tournament they're playing in. They knocked off Murray State last night. Matt Cross led the team at 15 points, 14 rebounds <laughs> in his game last night. So it would be definitely nice. I know everybody said Matt Cross was crazy and getting in fights and everything else, but I, like I said, anything that happened with those kids last year, I don't really put that on them because they just weren't getting any leadership. So – you know, you kind of leave kids to their own devices. That's kind of what happens. But to his point, yes, I understand that guys moved on. But with the amount of talent, with the amount of size, with the amount of athleticism that these teams have, where even when you have a Bellman that's been, you know, that has an established system and Lenore Ryan and, uh, you know, the rest of these teams, the App State and uh, Wright State, 
Chaminade. I understand, yes, that these guys have had their coaches for a while, and none of these were playing with first-year head coaches. But at the end of the day, Louisville's talent should be good enough to win. If you line up man-to-man with your size, with your athleticism, if you are – because it was – evidence was shown in every game that Louisville lost that when Louisville decided that they were going to play hard and they were going to play desperate, they were able to come back and win. But my question, Haven, is why on earth – does the team like that's the way that effort that you're giving should be the effort from the start of the game to the end of the game because that's college basketball. Everybody is out there busting their tails. Everybody out there is playing desperate, hard basketball the whole time. But what we've seen in these these first five games for U of L is that these kids don't play hard. They're not diving for loose balls. They're not going like madmen after every offensive and defensive re- rebound. They're just going through the motions. They're playing like, lazy. Like you see him on turnovers, jog up and jog up the court rather than run up the court to get in defensive position. So then you have like a four one fast break that never should have been a four one fast break. That's happened several times. Uh in the last game, you had Jalen Withers just standing in the, in the corner for like fifteen seconds. It didn't move. While they just passed the ball around and just stood there. With, with with no motion, so nobody guarded them because it, it's just it's. Like, I mean, it's just like things point. like that that you just that's on the coach can't have happen in, can't, in this it, at this level of basketball. Well, see, the thing is this, Haven, is that the one thing that I that I know about coaching and, and being around coaches and seeing new coaches come in, regardless of whether it was at U of L or anywhere else, every coach that comes in the door has their key tenants, their their key things that they always focus on that are non negotiables. Usually those key tenets have something to do with working hard, giving all-out effort, and they have to do with, you know, like Chris Max was that, that pack line defense, we don't let nothing in the lane, and we rebound, re- rebound like madmen. And the reason that they usually give tenets like that are because those are things that you can immediately get from your team regardless of the roster. You can play hard, you can play focused defense, and you can and rebounds are about effort and hustle. So those are things that you can instill coming in the door. And I think one of the issues with Coach KP so far, and it, it may or may not be the fact. Maybe he just drilled it and these guys just aren't listening. But I don't feel like I don't see any one thing that I, it's like I know that he's building his program around this. You know what I mean? Like that one thing that we know that they got drilled on that they are going to do regardless of anything, like rebounding or, you know, all-out defensive pressure, all-out giving everything. And that's the one thing that I haven't seen. Like Louisville does not play a desperate brand of basketball. And I don't care how talented you are. If you aren't giving 1,000% effort, you're going. It's you're never going to get the most out of yourself. And the only time I see that type of desperation and that type of energy is in the last five minutes. Well, now, see now, now here's the thing. I don't understand that. But the thing is, like, we're not saying this can't change because it, it most definitely can. As you know, Kenny, as, as Coach Payne gets more experience, it can definitely change. Hell, and, and just gets, do what you did the last five minutes, the whole game. And if you can yeah. do it the last five minutes. Do it the whole forty. And you would have wins. But, you know, (laughs) but honestly, a lot of problem with playing the way they do the last five minutes, the whole game, is I don't think L. Ellis can keep that level of energy up the entire game. That's true. Because – L has his he he's been playing hero ball. Yeah, now now offensively, yes, I agree with you. Like L Ellis can't do that for full forty minutes. But the defense, the team's defense plays better 
in that last five minute stretch. Also, they do. Like, they're de- they're aggressive. They're up in passing lanes. They're they're gambling for steals. They're getting rebounds. Like. Everything gets better. So that's the whole point. Yes, can this team be better? Yes, can they win some games? Yes, if you give that type of passion and effort. But my point is, why aren't you doing that from the jump? Why are you doing it once you're down 10 points and and about to get embarrassed and lose again at home? Like, that's the whole point. That's that's on the coaches. Well, and and the problem you have now is, so now – Let's say they do play that way a full 40 minutes. Now you're going to play an Arkansas team that is more talented. And already doing that. They, are, they give yeah. tremendous, copious amounts of effort. And it's already doing that. So if you match that effort, the problem you run into now is now you, now you just don't have the firepower. Yeah. Before you had the firepower to overcome the teams you were playing. Now you don't. Yeah. So now this is going to be interesting to see like, what they do. Well, the, the hope is that you can see them come out and start to give that full-out effort. And, and maybe if they see teams with better talent that come out there that force them to have to play hard or you're going to get beat by 100 points, that that will naturally raise their game, if that makes sense, over, yeah. over time. Like, I, I don't expect for them to be favorites, uh, you know, and especially the way they've been playing, I don't expect them to win any of these three games. They could possibly beat Cincinnati in the 7-8 game, maybe at the end of the tournament. But the hope is is that they can watch and mimic what these better teams are doing, and as they get that experience, their overall team looks better. And, and that's where you're going to have to hang your hat on. We have a ton of texts coming in. Uh, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter said, did you read uh, uh, Eric Crawford's article? He says, KP cannot wave a hand and change this. No, I agree with you. Ken- Kenny Payne is not going to be able to magically fix where Louisville is right now. And, and this is this is one of the things. And, and I think back to Kenny's um, conversations before the first exhibition game where he said, I really wish we were in July right now because if we were in, in July, I think we'd be in a good spot. And I think that kind of goes to build the, the building blocks of what you want your team to be about. I think Kenny understands that he maybe did not push these guys hard enough during the uh, you know the, during the early in preseasons, and, and I think that uh, you know he, he sees some places where he made errors, but now it's about um, getting better. My only issue was that when anytime I've heard Kenny talk. I haven't heard like the same sense of urgency that I want to see from the basketball team. I haven't felt a sense of urgency from him in his commentary. Like when you say you don't care that the the team is 0-3 and you're happy with their um, you know, with the steps and the improvements they've made, like like I I understand he wants to be positive, but I don't know if you want to be telling your team that you're satisfied with the effort that they're giving right now. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I want I want to hear a coach that says, "No, hell no, this ain't good enough. Y'all ain't going hard enough at it. Y'all aren't giving enough effort." Like I I I know that's not his his nature, but I feel like the head coach has to be a bit of a taskmaster. He has to be the guy who's calling people out and letting them know. And like I understand that after post game press conference, he goes through the situations and the plays in which guys could have did this thing better, or did that thing better. But I just don't know if he's necessarily pushing the right buttons to get the most out of his team. 
Like, there are certain things. You can control your effort. You can control how hard you play. Like, those are things that can immediately happen and be better. But I, I, I just think with the way in which he's attacking it, I worry about if it'll be enough. But we'll see. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is not going to work. I'm not saying he – like, some people keep talking about you don't want him to be the coach. You want him to be fired. I don't want him to be fired. I want the team to look better, and I want the team to win basketball games. Because I know that they have good enough talent to do it. Do they not? Do they have a um, lack of guard depth? Absolutely. They have one guard. And Mike James has, has done pretty well um, as a pseudo kind of two-guard small forward. He's done a good job. But there are certain things that this team can control. That's the, the things, Haven, that we said coming in. This team was going to have to be a great defensive team. And they were going to have to be just monsters on the backboards, on offensive and defensive boards, going to get their misses to put them back in and keeping team and holding teams to one shot. And that's where they've been the worst. They have not shut down the paint. They've been outscored in the paint four or five games. And they have been very, very um, lackadaisical on defense. Like, that's where they are. That's who they are. And both of those are effort-based metrics. And when effort-based metrics are not there, that is on the coaches. Period. If you're not demanding that of, the, of your team and you're not getting that out of your team, that's not on the players to push themselves harder. That is for you to make them understand how it needs to get there. And that comes into the question of being a first-time head coach. Kenny is still learning how to get the most out of his players. And it's a learning process. And Absolutely. it's going to take a while. That's what we said when he was hired. It's, it's going to take a while. And to not hammer him for these mistakes because they're going to happen. We just didn't think there would be these type of mistakes that would happen. Absolutely. Texas says that into the text line at 502-414-1450. He says, I can handle real talk, even if it makes me cringe. I'm hoping uh, for a better uh, showing in Maui. Uh, headed to the football game later. Go Cards. Uh, well, I hope you have a, a wonderful time out there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that that's the hope. Like like my dad said, he thinks he can they can win a couple of games in Maui. Everybody, Louisville has enough talent to be able to beat just about anybody, almost. Now, you know, they're not going to beat the Dukes and the North Carolinas. They don't have that amount of talent. And if Ellis gets in foul trouble in any game, <laughs> it's a rat. It's pretty much going to probably be over with. But I think that if Ellis stays out of foul trouble with the guys that they have out there, if they play hard defensively and shut down the, you know, the lane, yes, they have the opportunity and the chance to be. But that's where you need your coaches to raise their level of play. It's not all just that. That's my, one of my biggest problems is that there's been so much talked about what the players need to do, and nobody wants to talk about the fact that the coaches aren't doing their job right now well, to the you best know, of their ability. So like, here's the thing. Just because we may be critical of Kenny Payne doesn't mean we don't support Kenny Payne. Like, those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're Kenny Payne supporter, everything he does has to be right. Now, everything that goes on Floyd Street has to be correct. You have to tell, you know, whatever line and whatever else. No. If Kenny's your dude, and Kenny's a nice guy. I've met Kenny, like, almost hundreds of times. I love Kenny. He's a person. And if I was Kenny's friend, as a true friend, I want you to be honest with me. Because I can't get any better if you're not honest with me. If you don't tell me like, where I'm slipping up. Because as a friend, I'm like, hey, dude, like, how do you think this is going? What, what, what's up? Like, right. what, what's your opinion? 
And as your friend, I'd be like, yo, man, you know what? I like this, I like this, but this over here, eh, I, I kind of worry about. Yeah. You want to be honest with your friend because you want your friend to succeed. Your friend is never going to succeed if you just tell them, everything's great. Hey, you know what? You're running for it. Don't worry about that. You just keep improving. If you don't win a game this season, it doesn't matter. Just keep doing what you're doing. We got your back regardless. No, that's not being a good friend. I mean, and I, I, I don't like my coach saying that it doesn't matter that you're 0-3 when I'm sitting there in the uh, Yum Center and I'm watching these f- fans leave the games and they are frustrated leaving the game with five minutes to go knowing that they've lost to another mid-major team. Like, it matters to them. It matters to the people that are paying money to go out there and see it. And I know that you're doing the best you can to get the team up to snuff, but I'm going to need for you to just at least say that this isn't good enough, we understand it, and we're going to try to do better. I like, you know, the improvements that we're making, but we know we still have a ways to go. I don't understand what's wrong with saying that. Because you know? the team is getting better. Yeah, absolutely. The team has gotten better every game. Maybe except for the App State game. I think they kind of yeah, they, stayed they, the they same. Kinda, yeah, they kind of leveled off. In they kind of leveled off against App State, but they've gotten better every game. Kenny's made adjustments every game. You know, the first game was all pure man-to-man. One-on-one, then you saw a little 2-3 zone. Now you see a little 1-2-2. Two, two. So, you know, he's you know, he's playing with different defensive schemes, different ways to get the guys engaged on defense. So, you, like, you're seeing progression. Just it, say, it's, it's, it's just that you just worry because now the competition yeah. takes a giant step forward. Ta- it's, the- it's not like it's going to be – an uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be like a small grade up. Yeah, it's going to take like a giant leap forward. So now you just kind of worry, like, okay, now you got some real competition coming up, and better coaching. I mean, for frankly, I mean, yeah. you have better coaching, you have better players. Um, everything gets harder. You have teams that are going to scheme at you. And, and this thing I was telling hey, Haven in the break, you know, the thing about L. Ellis. Good coaches can take away your best scoring option. So, you know, some of the things that L. Ellis is able to do against the inferior competition, he's not going to be able to continue to do that. And that's one of the other concerns is that if teams take away L. Ellis, what else do you have? Like, And I think that it's, it's going to be one of those things where teams are going to look to attack L. Ellis defensively and make him, you know, force him to play defense and, and pick up fouls uh, to where you get him out of the game. And I think people see that as a humongous weakness uh, for this team so you know i i agree with you it's gonna it's gonna continue to get more difficult uh we have a, a couple of other texans to text line uh 502-414-1450 texter says would chris mack be undefeated if he was coaching uh right now he says do you think mack is laughing at us well i, I will say this yes i think chris mack with this same roster with the teams that he's played so far would be undefeated because frankly chris mack never lost these types of games you know, I mean, the Louisville isn't in the in the pro- like Louisville had only lost two game, two home games uh, in the month of November in like the last thirty or forty years. Okay, um, before the Navy game last year, which was coached by Mike Pegues, um, and then a game back in the nineties that they had lost. Like they don't lose at home. Okay, like it just doesn't happen. So, yes, Coach Mack, a seasoned coach playing that pack line defense uh, with his defensive principles, yes, he, they would have pounded these teams on the board and they would have won. Now, that's not to say that I don't think Kenny Payne is a good coach or I don't think that he can't get it done, but just a- answering that question, yes. But, no, I don't think Chris Mack is sitting there laughing at Louisville. Like, I, I think Chris Mack had his own personal demons Last year, the, the you know, the, the confrontations with, with Neely and everything that happened with Dino Gaudio, it was just too much for him, and he had to step away. Um, I think, if anything, he feels bad about where Louisville is and the situation that they're in because I feel like he would think that he's partially responsible for where he we are. He is right responsible. Now. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, he is responsible. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like a lot of stuff was like he didn't his his best friend did not have to extort him. No, and, and I think that was forced upon him. And the president could have had his back, and she didn't. So you know, I I, I think, and he quit on yeah, his own team. Well, that because of the the things that I just mentioned. But you know, I, there was a lot of things that happened. So I'm not putting all the blame on anybody. Um, but we are where we are. So all you can hope is that they're going to get better. But like. Unfortunately, people like when AJ Johnson announces that he's going to commit somewhere on Monday and he hasn't taken a visit to Louisville, and that was the guy that everybody said that it was okay that we didn't get DJ because we're going to get AJ. When that happens, I have to talk about it because that was the the fallback plan, right? And we heard a bunch of people everywhere say, "Yeah, well, DJ may be the better college guy, but AJ's taller and longer, so he's the better pro prospect." Okay, well now your better pro prospect looks like he's going to Texas. So who's next? Yeah, and there's not much left. And we hear Isaiah Miranda, the big man that Louisville was uh, looking like they were, uh, you know, the favorite for. Now it's been said that he's looking at USC and opening it up to other schools because Louisville's no longer looking like an option. And you know what? I would guess that starting out the season one and four, losing to Division two teams and starting zero and three against actual competition probably didn't help Louisville's argument that they would be the place that these kids would want to go. That's I mean I, I I'm sorry like like I can't just ignore it like that's what you all you all want me to just ignore what's happening and just say everything's gonna be okay tell you sweet little lies that's what you want I want Louisville to get better but I'm gonna give you the truth I'm sorry like if you want somebody to just kiss ass and 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 do that whole thing wrong there's, show there's other places you can do that but I'm sorry like I, I love Louisville but I'm not gonna lie for you. I apologize. Like, I'm sorry if that gets you upset, but I, I can't. And, we're, and like we said before, we're not saying this cannot be turned around because it can. Louisville has enough talent to, to get to 500. It's going to be difficult. Like, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But they have the talent, yeah. and you have to play really strategic basketball. Because I this mean, team has to. I mean, this team should be a great interior team. This Louisville team should has be some a great interior guy. Yeah, this should be a great rebounding team. This should be a team that should dominate the boards, especially in your, in your first five games because you're playing against teams that are much much smaller than you. Like two guys I look at Haven that uh, most teams don't have, even the best of teams. I'm talking about the North Carolinas and Dukes. When you look at Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Jalen Withers, two six eight six nine guys with their speed and quickness, foot speed and versatility to be able to handle the ball, shoot from the perimeter and attack, like. There's not too many teams that have a tandem of forwards like that. Like, that's something that you can lean on. Ellis and his ability to score is something that you can lean on. So Louisville has pieces. They have pieces. But you have to get those pieces playing together, and you have to get your whole team buying in on the defensive end, playing desperate basketball, playing, uh, you know, refuse to quit and leaving it all on the court. Like, there has not been a game this year where I said them boys gave everything they had and left it all on the court. I have not said that yet this year. That's the problem. You aren't leaving your heart beating out your chest on that court. That's all I want to see. That's not about coaching. That's not about X's and O's. That's about heart, and that's about effort. That's all you I know, want to see. And, and there's a lot of things that – they can be excused if you play hard. Like, if you play hard and lose, fine. But it's the same thing we said about Satterfield. If you play aggressive yes, and lose, yes, fine. Exactly. You play aggressive and lose. You, you put it all out there and, and you hey, lost. What's been happening with the football team the last four or five weeks? Playing aggressive. Playing hard. Playing hard, playing aggressive. Not playing scared. Blitzing. And what are they doing? 
They turned around a whole season because you went out there and you gave everything you had and you said, I don't give a damn what you got on that other side because I believe in my boys. And look what's happened. Turn the whole season around. We didn't want Satterfield to lose. We said Satterfield was a good coach. But you know what? We needed him to believe in himself and to believe in his team. And let them dogs eat. And once he did, it turned everything around. And, and like people don't get on me sound, but I'm a Satterfield hater. Yes, I talk bad about Satterfield because it was all aggression. It was that's where the whole Ned Flanders thing came from. Not saying he can't coach, but it's the attitude. What did Coach McGinty say in the replacements? What do we need right now? We need heart. There you go. Heart. And it showed up. The Simpson basketball team. They have the talent yes. to be undefeated right now. Heart. They just have to go Hustle. hard. Like, Show people what you can do. You got the talent. That's all I want. This city is built on heart. This city's built on grinding. This is the city of Louisville, man. This is the home of basketball. I've been watching ballers do this around this city for a long time. And the one thing I know, I don't give a damn whether you go to a court at the park, go to one of these gyms, everybody plays with heart and with hustle. You control that. That's all I want, Haven. And I'm never going to lie to you. Hey, you are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, we will be back. Hour number two, coming to you, Big Exports Radio, WXDW. Number two coming to you, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Big X Sports Radio, WXVW. Uh, here comes the boom. Y'all know what that means. Hey, it's almost time to get this football going on, Haven. I know you get very, very excited about that. We're going to get hot and, hot and heavy into this uh, football conversation. But first, uh, we have another caller in, in to the uh, Thornton. To, uh, actually, this is the Wake Up 502 bus line. Thornton's text line was on, on going on earlier, but 502-384-1450 on the bus line. We got Jay Hash checking in. Jay, how you doing this morning, brother? Good morning, sir. It's cold outside. The honk is out. The honk is out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is uh, a little chilly. A little, little, little chilly out there. Make sure y'all got y'all's uh, uh, mittens on if you're going out to the game. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it feel like it's the North Pole over by Canada somewhere where it feel like it to me. Yeah, I already know, man. What you got for me this morning? Man, I'm just <laughs> Rashawn Haven. Thank you so very much. 961, the best sports show in the land. I just have to say this, man. I just. <laughs> Let's talk about football real quick, and I'm going to get into Kenny Payne real quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I got the football win about 14 points today. Okay, nice. I got I got, I got a little win about 14. It's, it's cold, 
And if you're gonna stick with the with the cards, you might as well stick with them in the code. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got about fourteen points. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so so that, that log one in for uh, for Jay for the football team to get it done. I like it. Yeah, so let's talk about this Kenny Payne. My, my nerve is shot, and my brain is hurting very, very bad. <laughs> does he really understand? Does he really understand the content of University of Louisville? I know he played there back in '86 with championship and all that. Does he really understand now how the basketball? I'm sure, he really knows how the, how the games really played. He played under Coach Cal. With the most, the most crookedest coach in college basketball, but it's beside the point. But he has to know Rashawn and Haven and, and Joe that he knows the, the diversity of his game and what it takes and what it needs to be a successful basketball program. This is the number seven program in the country, man, and, and we're zero and three going into the season. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the one thing, Jay, where I think. Um... Kenny has made a strategic mistake just in terms of his public relations uh, speaking uh, in front of folks is um, <laughs> I, I, I just don't feel like I was telling Haven earlier that sense of urgency like I don't feel like he understands that you know going out here and losing these games you know when you talk about your boosters and you talk about your tick season ticket holders and stuff like folks don't necessarily want to hear that it's okay that you feel that it's okay and you don't care about the win-loss record I know that was a big John Calipari thing it said that you know it's not about the program it's about these players it's not about wins and losses it's not it's not it's about these players it's not about you know any of that stuff but John Calipari could say that because a he was bringing in all five stars and b he was winning anyway (laughs) so he can say that but when you're losing you can't kind of repeat that same thing does that make sense I understand. Does he really understand about the gravity of college uh, Louisville basketball? Does he really know now because under Coach Patino, they had the program for, for a little bit, and uh, Chris Mack, the, the program has changed dramatically in ways yeah. uh, as far as recruiting aspect of it. But does he really understand the gravity importance of Louisville moving forward, being in the top 25, getting in the tournament, Trying to win, uh, get to the final four, maybe win a national championship once again. I want things to start off the way like booming. I mean, I want it now. I don't want to wait for no three, four years. You might be dead three, four years down the road. <laughs> I want this thing to happen now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that everybody thought, like in my personal opinion, I thought that everybody said that they would be okay taking a step back. But a, they wanted the team to look better than they did last year. And if you got to fifteen and sixteen wins, you know, right at five hundred, maybe an NIT. I think that's what people were thinking as well. Maybe they don't have a great season, but if they make an NIT, show some improvement, look better than last year, then everybody's cool with that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that was nobody yeah. thought five or six or seven wins. Right, right. Arkansas, they go into the Maui, the Maui Classic Oof. Monday against Arkansas. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> hey. Lord, have mercy. Hey, they got some monsters on that team, Jay. Hey, it, it, I, I, I'm going to put there. a warning. All my Cardinal fans, if y'all have chest problems, heart problems, anything like that, y'all may not want to watch the game on Monday. I just, I'm just, i going to put that out My there. goodness. <laughs> my goodness. King of the jungle is here with Arkansas <laughs> Program. <laughs> hey, I got a good squad down there, man. Well, Rashad and Haven, it's always a privilege. To die. And thank you for taking time out and uh, the busy sports day to just commentate with a brother about some, some sports and dialogue or whatever. But yes, 961, the best sports show 
across the town. Hey, I appreciate it, Jay. Hey, thanks, thanks for the Jay. Call, man. <laughs> but, hey, 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 that Arkansas team, man. Eric Musselman brought in the number one recruiting class uh, in the country, and I think his number one, the number one player from the class, or his top recruit from that class. I don't think he's played yet. He had like an ankle or something to where he hasn't even played. Like, but that team. One of their guys, Brazil, the big man, had the dunk of the century <laughs> in uh, his last game out. They played against uh, South Dakota State, Jackrabbits. And my goodness, that, that dunk, if you, if you haven't gone out to see that dunk yet, just look up Arkansas Brazil, B-A-R-A-Z-I-L-E, I think is the way he spells his name, uh, and you, it'll come up. <laughs> it'll be the first thing that pops up. It was absolutely unbelievable. So to say that the step up in competition is real, Arkansas may be the most athletic, explosive team in the country. So, um, yeah, take that for what you will <laughs> with what we've seen uh, so far. Uh, I did want to clean up the text line before we got to Football Haven, so if you will bear with me. I do want to no, make sure take your time. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Go get ahead, their sir. thoughts out there. Uh, Texter says um, – uh, he says, uh, Jerry Eve stated that KP has not touched – um, but 25% of his system because these guys are not ready athletically or mentally. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand that you may not have gotten your system installed because teams generally add more actions and add more sets as the year goes along. Um, and that's that's commonplace to, to bring it in, especially when you have a new kid coach. Um, and that's fine. But that's why I also say that, you know, you want to teach and ingrain like he's been with these kids since May and they're not playing hard like like and they're not rebounding hard. And the defense still looks extremely confused. Usually coaches will start with defense first because it's the easier thing to teach. And it's something that's based more on effort than anything else. And I think that was kind of the big red flag for me is just the fact that they look so lackadaisical and confused defensively and they just really didn't get into a stance. So, yes, as far as offensive sets, and, and those types of things go, um, yeah, I, I definitely understand that it's not going to be all in on the, at that point yet, but those guys should at least have one or two plays that they understand really well, uh, and they, they, they run those hard and run those fast and run those aggressively, and defensively, um, they should at least be giving all-out effort. So even if you make a mistake, it should be a mistake at 1,000 miles an hour, not a mistake, and you're kind of just jogging and going through the motions. Uh, and uh, last text I have in here at the moment uh, says, Rashad, please go off. It's boiling up, and I can hear it uh, on the stream. <laughs> hey, I, well, I, I, I did go off a little bit at the end of the last hour. I, you know, y- y'all know I'm passionate, man. You know, y- y'all know that I, I – um, I I have that I have that in me like I, I just I love Louisville athletics and I especially love Louisville basketball. Louisville basketball is my greatest badge of honor as a sports fan. So when when the basketball ain't right, uh, it, it definitely bo- uh, bothers me. Uh, he also says uh, Haven uh, said his friend uh, needs to tell uh, Kenny uh, to have constructive criticism so that the. Uh, he says, so what the heck is uh, Nolan and Denny uh, saying, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Nolan and Danny saying uh, if, uh, uh, you know, if they're not doing, like, do you feel like Nolan and Denny aren't really stepping up and speaking to him? Do you think that, you know, might be the issue? Maybe they're doing too much buddy-buddy stuff? You know, I, I think, you know, with anytime I have a coaching staff, everything comes from the top down, right? Yeah. Like, everything, the pace is always set by the head coach and it kind of goes from there. Nolan 
was underneath Coach K, learned a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny Manning, he coached, you know, Wake Forest and was a decent coach, kind of known to be more of an excellent type of guy. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it takes a while for the kind of staff to, one, to jail. Yeah. And two, from looking at the team playing just the first several games, it looks like they haven't found their identity yet. Like, they still haven't settled on, settled on what they want this team to be. Yeah, their identity. And I think they're still trying to figure out, as a, as a coaching staff, what they want this team to be. Like, what do we want to do with the pieces of the puzzles that we have? And also, what pieces of the puzzles, like, do we want to go after? Yeah. I mean, no. That's, and that's and, and I, still think that, I still think they're trying to figure that out. The team, is, the, the team itself is trying to figure out what they want to do. And I, I, it's, just taking, it's just taking them a lot longer than what we had thought. Because um, these are kind of things that usually, like, when coaches, you know, start to coach, they have an identity and just kind of work around and they, and they build out from there. Okay, Case in point, when Strong got here, right? Right. We knew Strong was a defensive first guy. Right. And if nothing else, his defense was always going to play hard. He may make a lot of mistakes. In the first two years – they made a ton of mistakes, a ton of mistakes. Mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton, FIU, got torched us because like Preston Brown like let him run free a couple of times. Right? We learned from that. We got better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on offense, you know, they they still try to you know learn, try to figure out what they want to be on offense. They decide, okay, we want to be a a run first team, and that's that's what they did. Um, yeah. You know, and the one thing that Coach Strong always preached was toughness. He wanted his teams to be tough. That was his number one core value for Louisville football when he was here. Toughness. Toughness. So, if nothing else, we may get beat on defense, we may get beat on offense, but we're going to be tough. And he drilled that into the team which, um, until they were tough. And I think, but that was his like his principle. That was his philosophy. Right. I, I don't know what the principle or philosophy for this Louisville basketball team is. Yes. I, I think they're still kind of searching what they want that to be, like, like what they want their bedrock to to be so, I mean, and that that right there, I think, is probably a big part of the issue. It's like how you're going to have a team that's confused if the coaches don't even really know what they want <laughs> the team to be about, you know. Uh, and I think that's where an established head coach, the guy who's been, done this for cycles and cycles and cycles, he already knows what he needs to establish from the jump, uh, you know. And as things get started, here's what we're going to do. This is going to be the first thing that we build on, and then we're going to build everything else off of that. Now, I'm not going to lie. When Kenny Payne first got hired. I thought, okay, one of his things is going to be big guys because he's 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 known as Absolutely. a big guy whisperer. So I was thinking, okay, I expect a lot from from Sid Curry, yeah, from Roosevelt Wheeler, from all the guys you who played in the paint. May have been a lot of working the ball into the inside, but it's really not really been about the inside. It game. has, and that's 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 what I thought this would be. Okay, they're going to box out, they're going to rebound. We're going to see him get the ball in the paint. Wheeler's going to eat. Yeah. Curry's going to eat. Yeah, and then, maybe do some old school high low action, like yeah. especially with the roster that you have. You would have thought maybe so, setting a big man at the free throw line and another big man on the block and kind of letting them. Honestly, what I really thought was going to happen, especially you know knowing that that Kenny played underneath Denny Crum for so long, and right. Denny Crum was known, you know, to be an inside out guy first. Right. I thought we would see a lot of Denny Crum era type of Louisville basketball. Yeah. Where we're feeding the big guys, you know, when in recruiting, our focus would be on getting, you know. Big guys that could that could eat on the block, 
And that's what I thought this team would be. I thought this team would eat on the block, that they would block out, that they would crash the boards, they would rebound, we would feed Curry. And that's how we can make up for our lack of guard play is by letting the bigs eat and making the defense collapse in to stop the interior play and open things up for our guards. Yeah. Yeah, and, and but that, that hasn't no. He's kind of gone with more of the dribble drive offense, like which is the classic Cal offense, where you're just passing the ball around the perimeter, and you have one of three guys that really make the plays off the bounce, uh, you know, and and attack, you know, maybe four guys. So it's kind of a similar four out system. My biggest issue with what has happened so far um, was more to the point that the big men set up in general. 18 feet out, 15 feet out. So they're getting the ball way further out because that's kind of the European style of ball, right, where you have the face-up big man. So you get the ball at 18 feet, and you have athletic guys that can face up and make a move. And for Jalen Withers and Brandon Huntley Hatfield, that can work for them. But I think especially in Sidney Curry's case, they need to almost have special play sets for Sidney Curry and Rose Wheeler where those guys are getting the ball, you know, on the block, on the block. Uh, or in the middle of the lane. And, and I think that's one of the issues why, you know, really and truthfully, Sid and Rose have not really been a part of the offense at all to start this year is because those guys aren't really going to be able to do anything from 18 feet out, man. Like, it's just that's their traditional back-to-the-basket post players. And as you said, Haven, you would have thought with Kenny's um, history uh, under uh, Denny, and Denny played with, you know, with, with big men and played that kind of that high-low game, you would have liked to have seen more of that. And maybe that's something that develops as the season goes along, but it's definitely not in there no, yet. No, one thing I didn't expect, though, was the lack of hustle. Yeah, yeah. That, that That's, to me, that's the only, like, I can take on-the-job learning because I, I said it before when he got hired, when he, Kenny got hired, I was like, look, we got tamped down his hype. He's never been a head coach before. There's going to be a lot of on-the-job training, and we don't know what that looks like yet until he starts coaching like in real games. So there's a there's still learning curve on everybody. He's still learning, and can he be a great coach? Yeah, can the can the the switch flip and you know kind of figure things out? Of course, yeah. Can things get much better next year? If we get some guards, things yes. get better this year. I think that there are things that can be done to make this team successful this year, but I think that Kenny's going to have to change some of what his system is because I don't think the system fits the parts. Um, I, I just I don't think you can be successful, especially offensively, doing what you're trying to do right now. I think defensively they're okay if they're going out and they're hustling and they're getting to the backboards and shutting down the paint. I think that's more effort-related defensively, but offensively I just don't think that you're going to consistently get anything on offense trying to play the way you're playing right now. Yeah, it's going to be hard to play a dribble-drive offense with one guard. Yeah, and, and, and your big men playing from 18 feet out. I just I don't think that works. You're not going to consistently score points the way you're trying to do it right now. Uh, text her into the, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, uh, you sure ain't your daddy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Facts. That's absolutely true. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, my daddy is he, – he don't like me talking bad about U of L, y'all. So, I trust me, I get the phone calls and texts all day long. Uh, also, Texter says uh, – he said, that's why Eve said the system is only um, at about a quarter of the way of where they need to be. They're not mentally ready. Um, I, you know, I but – you know what? That may be the case, but you have three. But, you but, have three or four months. But you also have to fit the system for the guys you have. Yeah, and you have to understand that who you have, what your talent is, what their strengths and weaknesses are, 
and go from there. Like well, if you install a system that they can't fit, yeah, then that means that this year's a wash. You have to recruit well, guys both, in. Both Calipari and Patino, both they know you know routinely. But but Cal is with, with honestly, up, but truthfully, th- th- but think about Cal's it. the master at fitting a system around his players, around his players, because yeah. he does it every year. Rick did it every year. Rick Rick would take whoever he had. And, and figure out what works best for the team that he had. And, and and Calipari, because he had one and dunce, he had to literally, like you said, do that every year. Every year. He had like 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 Rick, like like you knew what Rick was gonna do and what Rick wanted almost every year in, year out. Yeah. Cal's a bit different because Cal had nothing but one and dunce, and Kenny was there yeah. when Cal was doing this. So he you know, he should be familiar with the guy that can pretty much change his entire philosophy based on his recruits. I mean, you know, I, that, that's that's all I'm saying is that you have to be able to mold your team around. Like, I, I feel like he's trying to go with this hard and fast kind of basic um, uh, dribble drive, but that doesn't really fit his personnel. Well, so, now, I'm also going to say this, too. Yeah. That still doesn't excuse losing to Lenore Ryan. I, I agree. Like, no, like this, I should, mean, like this conversation should not have anything to do with these teams because you should just be able to big bank take little bank against them teams. Yes. Period. Like, literally, you should just win because you're bigger, stronger, faster. You should be like, yeah, you trying to embarrass me on TV, give me that ball. You know, like, that that should never happen. And like I said, the fact that they played so well at the end of games with their effort and their hustle uh, is proof that they could have done it a lot earlier. So that's – that's they lost those games because of lack of effort you know, and like, lack of intensity. You know, it's like even if they didn't play the whole game like that, like even they played just the second half, they'd have won all these games and be undefeated. I agree with you. All right, hey, we got about five minutes before we get to this break to get to Leanne. So uh, the texture did say, so if Ned Flanders loses today and next week against UK, what do you do with him at that point? His job is safe. He, I, I think so, too. He got, I, the, he got the six wins. He beat a top ten. Was the top ten? Top ten team, yeah. Yeah, he beat a top ten weight force team. His job is safe. I agree. I don't think he's going anywhere. And and, and to the to the football uh, portion of it, Haven, like – what do you think about this game? Like, how big do you think this game is today? Uh, you know, I'm really not sure how big this game really is. I mean, at, at the beginning of the season, NC State was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a, a tough game. But, yo, the way our defense has come on the plane, if we just play defense the way we've been playing defense, we should win this game. Because um, we have enough offensive firepower to win. But our defense, I mean, if they just put that pressure on, this keep pressure on the quarterback. I don't see NC State winning at all. As a matter of fact, you know, I feel really good about us beating Kentucky next week as well uh, because Kentucky's offensive line is straight trash. If we can get pressure on Levis, yo, Chris Rodriguez, is he's going to get his 125 yards rushing. He'll get a touchdown or two. But, yeah, we should give it to Kentucky next week because I, I with the offensive line, our defense should eat very, very well next week, and our defense should really eat this week. Yeah, and and I know that they're talking about Brock Doman is 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 probably going to go today. I don't think that necessarily changes Louisville's fortunes offensively one way or the other. I, 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 think think it does, I don't think it does against this game. Maybe Kentucky, but not this game. But I have seen a couple of things with Brock Doman. I've seen teams do it. Clemson did it. When Clemson was like this, they pin their ears back because they know he's not that right. Uh, mobile, right? And came after him. So Officer has to, to be credit, ready. He did make some. He did make some throws. Oh, he did make some throws. Pressure. So I, I give that to him. But hey, hey, we're gonna go right back to the uh, wake up five zero two buzz line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We got our buddy Wayne on the line. 
Big Wayne. Sean. Haven, how you brothers doing today? Doing good. Doing good, Wayne. What, what you got for us this morning, man? Oh, man, I'm just going to say that uh, I've agreed with everything that's been said thus far. And if they exert the uh, the same effort they do in the last five minutes, we'll be okay. And that's, that's what they're going to have to do. Either that or continue to get embarrassed. So it's, it's up to them. If you got any ounce of pride, any gumption about you, you're going to quit that bull. And then as far uh, um uh, and as far, as far as recruiting goes, I just wish that um, kids would be honest with, with, with coaches. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak on Johnson. You said you, you was going to take a visit. You, you had a family emergency or whatever it was, and you didn't take the visit. At least you the, at least you could have had the courtesy to say, "Well, I'm not coming." You know, I don't like kids to do that. I don't like kids to string along in BS. And as far as them going to Texas, that's fine. Texas got a lot of money. But I'll, I'll be willing to say this, and, uh, and I've always said it, I don't care who they get. They ain't going to win Jack. Mm. They didn't win when they had Durant. Durant's the best player they ever had. What did they win? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And then uh, in the UK, they get all these five stars. And I've said it all along. I don't care how many five stars, all those group of freshmen are not going to be the veteran team. I've never seen it happen to win a championship. Never. It won't happen. You get ex- you get exposed, and then on the football side, uh, I think we're going to be okay. It's going to be it's going to be rocky. It's going to be tough, but they they got to win today. And then they, when they play UK next week, they can win that game. They can win that game because I I, I see the flaws of Kentucky's uh, team, man. Their their offensive line they don't really have an offense. All they got to do is stop Rodriguez, and then they do. They done. Yeah, they done. But Sean, Haven, I, I know your girl's been coming. I, I, you know, I enjoy listening. Yes, sir. And the, at the end of the day, oh, I meant to tell you, I didn't know you was a vet. Yes, sir. United States Marine Corps. You're the Marine. Twenty six, twenty one, sir. Yeah. Company K, Kenya, Hawaii. Wow. Because <laughs> I, I had a nephew that retired out of the Marine. That's what's up. And I, I'm a Navy. Okay. So we we good. Okay. So we good. Hey, I, I love. Hey, 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 Levine, I love all my squid brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I, I'm glad you said that. You don't know nothing about being a squid. You, you, you clown it now. So you clown. You don't know nothing about that. I'll mess with you. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. But anyway, man, you know what I think about you and Hayes, man. You know, I, you know, you know, you know my guys. You know, I love y'all to death, man. Yes, sir. And we got, we got to get together again soon, yes, man. Yes, yes. No doubt. Hey, hey, come Absolutely. out the 21st, man. Come out the 21st in Germantown. I appreciate it, Wayne. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, now. <laughs> I love my squid brothers and sisters, absolutely. Uh, and make sure, like, if, if Wayne, Wayne and, and anybody else who wants to come out, of course, we're going to have another game watch party out at 21st in Germantown uh, this afternoon uh, starting at 4 p.m. Uh, that is 1481 South Shelby Street. Uh, it's going to be going down. Of course, we're going to be uh, watching the uh, UofL uh, NC State game and doing live coverage. If you have not been in there for our live broadcast uh, of the Louisville games. It has been an absolute hilarious show. Uh, It was a hilarious show last week versus Clemson. Y'all got to hear me go off on them refs. 
<laughs> and the the the, uh, the previous game watch was a uh, Louisville Wake Forest, which was a fun time as well. So, uh, fourteen eighty one South Shelby Street, twenty first in Germantown. Um, it's it is a great time. So I, I expect that it's going to be an awesome day. So if you're not going out to the game today, or if you're going to be tailgating, um, you know, twenty first is not five minutes uh, from the stadium. So if you're going to the tailgate but not going to the game, um, you know, come, come on, on by, come on, come through. on by. If it gets too cold at the stadium, come on by. Yeah, the food is hot, the drinks are cold, and uh, the, the uh, entertainment is uh, popping. So uh, just, just make sure you come by and do that. But I tell you what, hey, we're going to go ahead, hit this break. Uh, when we get back, uh, we are going to have the greatness that is Leanne Herring with her pick segment. We're going to talk about the Louisville game. We're going to talk about Kentucky, Georgia, <laughs> and what's going to happen there. And we're going to talk about everything else that's going on. So you're listening to Wake Up 502. Rashad Myers, Haven Harrington, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, and we'll be back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Y'all know what that music means. It is time to bring in the lady herself, Leanne Harry. Leanne, how you doing this morning? Doing good, doing good. Like I was saying before we got on the air, man, it's that hoodie weather. It's that comfy weather. Got a lot of action going in in week 12. Like we said, week week 11 was quite weird. And I yes. think that week 12 is going to be chilly and there's going to be some hell freezing over for those top five teams. That are on, some are on the road. It's going to be another. It's going to be another big, big week in in week twelve in the in college football. Absolutely, got a lot of a lot of um, ranked versus unranked games, which are always kind of those those weird. You get some weird lines. You get some uh, trap games. You get all kind of. Uh, kind of funky stuff going on uh, with these. Uh, so let's go ahead, hop right into it. Of course, we get all our stuff from the ESPN.com uh, page, of course, that they go through Caesar Sportsbook. So all these lines and odds and stuff, overs and unders, are through Caesar Sportsbook. But of course, we got to always start with the locals, Leanne. Um, of course, uh, our beloved Louisville Cardinals uh, at home uh, on senior day, they're wearing all red, uh, taking on the NC State Wolfpack that somehow, even with the loss, to Boston College held on to their top 25 ranking. Uh, they are ranked 24th this uh, this week. Uh, coming into the game, uh, they're going to be uh, Louisville is a three point favorite at home. Uh, so Louisville is laying three and a half, uh, actually three and a half point favorite um, at home. Uh, what what do you think about this matchup? Like you said, surprisingly, NC State has found a way to to stay ranked during the season. Find ways, you know, find ways to get through this. But I, I was watching the Louisville hype uh, video last night. You know, Malik Cunningham narrated, and I just, uh, you know, I had him at four. And now the, I, I like Will. I like Louisville at four, and I'm definitely gonna like Louisville at three. I feel like they're gonna send the seniors out. It's at home. It's cold. I just feel like there's just a lot going on. They've been clicking. It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been perfect. But I felt like the tail end of the season that they're finding ways to win. I feel like 
the Cardinals are gonna are going to uh, muster up and rally up and at home and, and close out this uh, close out you know the home with a win. Uh, and I'm going to take Louisville hands down definitely at three points. I think it's going to be a close. Uh, I'm not. I haven't looked at the temperatures for this game. I'm sure it's going to be another cold one like many games are in Week 12. But uh, I think I had the under at 43 and a half. I think it's going to be a close one. I think Louisville keeps it tight. They play smart, and I'm going to take the under in this one. But I'm going to take Louisville hands down. And before we get to any other game, uh, shout out to uh, to future Louisville Cardinal uh, Ruben Owens last night hit yes. the, hitting 7,000 yards um, in his total yards last night in his in their playoff game, which makes him the only 37th player in the state of Texas to reach that many yards wow. um, over time. So, yeah, That's he crazy. just needed 100 more yards, and he got it last night, no doubt. So I know a lot of Louisville Cardinal fans are going to be excited and can't wait for him to hit the field next season. Yeah, I saw that 73-yard run on his first play from scrimmage in that game put him over 7,000 for his career. So, yeah, congrats to Ruben. Ruben's actually here in town uh, for the game today on, on another unofficial visit pretty much with all of Flyville 23 class. Uh, Pierce Clarkson and DeAndre Moore and all those guys are here in town. So, uh, Ruben, I know you're listening this morning because you heard that Wake Up 502 is the joint. So, congratulations. I just want to tell you personally, young man, uh, good job. Uh, but, uh, Haven, what are you thinking about this game? Louisville laying the three and a half at, at home today. Uh, what, what do you think about Carswell? You know, normally when when Vegas puts you at three and a half from your home team, that's pretty much like a watch. I mean, it's like it's Vegas views it as an even game. Yeah. Uh, I think something has to do with, with Malik probably not playing, but that's okay. I'm going to take Louisville. I'm going to take the three and a half because I believe that defense is real. And I believe that pressure we can put on NC State's quarterback is going to be real. We're going to get some turnovers. Brock's going to get it done. Louisville with the win. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I tell you what, in this game, I, I've heard that uh, the NC State quarterback that has been playing pretty decent for them uh, in Leary Stead, uh, the, their starting quarterback, Leary, got hurt um, about four weeks in, uh, and he's been out. And the backup that had come in and played pretty decently, which kept uh, NC State uh, you know, ranked and, and winning games, um, it's questionable whether he's going to play. Um, so if he does not play, NC State's going to be uh, utilizing a third stringer um, out there. And against that Louisville pressure, um, I totally agree with you. I think the Cardinals do get it done. Um, give me Louisville. I'll lay the three and a half. And I think Cards go home happy on senior day. So there we go. Uh, so, Leanne, uh, next we're going to go uh, down to Lexington, uh, the number one and just monstrous Georgia Bulldogs. Kentucky coming off a embarrassing, horrible Lost, which uh, to Vanderbilt, I still can't believe Kentucky lost to Vandy. I just that's amazing to me. Um, so they come back home, licking their wounds, um, facing the worst team that they could possibly face in this scenario. Um, looks like Georgia is a twenty-two and a half point favorite. Uh, Bulldogs are laying twenty-two and a half to Kentucky at home. Uh, what are you thinking about this one? You know, I was. I think everyone's always surprised when a when a team loses to Vandy. But like I say, for some reason, Vanderbilt is just one of those teams in the SEC that they they're just like the spoilers. And you, you like I said, UK should have won that game, but but it's in the past. This is going to be a tough game. You know, UGA is cruising. They've locked down the East. They're heading to the you know the SEC championship. They're going to pound it. They're, you know, they're going to do what they do. But the only the the biggest thing that UK could capitalize on, especially with that amount of points, is the fact that UGA. Okay. 
uh, has had a lot of t- turnovers. You know, seven turnovers in the last game can't happen. So UGA, just like Alabama, even though they're rolling, even though they've locked things in, you know, it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. I don't see a huge upset heading here. UGA is going to still have to play a clean game. The question is, can can Will Levis get things going? You know, after you know they Kentucky was hot going four and zero, but you know after that Levis injury, he just hasn't been the same. That run game has not been consistent like everyone had hoped for. UK is in just a very different place than most people projected. But here's what I think. I think that UK. I'm going to go bold on this one. Even the way they played against Vanderbilt, they're at home. I think UK is going to cover with that many points. I think UGA. We're going to find them play more conservative because they want to keep their players healthy. They don't want to make too many mistakes. And I think at home, I'm going to take UK on the points. I think UGA ultimately is going to roll, but I think we're going to see a more conservative play calling here by Kirby Smart just because he doesn't want any injuries or anything to go wrong here um, heading into the SEC championship and hopefully, you know, a playoff, you know, in the playoffs postseason. There we go. Haven, what are you thinking? Uh, UK uh, getting 22 and a half at home. Man, you know, I kind of just want to take the points. And I should go with the overs. I think Georgia actually maybe to bust them up. <clears throat> Only because UK's offensive line is just porous. Yeah. It's just really, really porous. And, and like Leanne said, Levis hasn't been the same since he came back from injury. They're really the only real offensive threat is Chris Rodriguez, who's a beast. I mean, the man is half man, half amazing. but And they, he's not enough to carry this team over Georgia. 22 points? Oh, that's, that's a lot, but... Yeah, I don't see UK's defense really put up that much of a uh, of an effort or a stop against so, what so Georgia's going to do on offense. So you're going to take Georgia lay those points. I'm going to take Georgia lay those points. Okay, that's what's up. And and I'm gonna I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to tell you what. I remember this game last year. It was a very similar spread. I think Georgia was about a twenty, somewhere between twenty and twenty-two points. And I remember UK had no chance to win the game, and Mark Stoops at the start of the fourth quarter went into this stall ball, super long, 10-minute drive just to make sure that Georgia didn't cover those points. I feel like Kirby Smart remembers that. I feel like they're going to come out and they're going to want to send a message. So while I think, well, I know, you, Leanne, you said you think that they, they're going to keep it conservative. I feel like that really rubbed the Georgia people the wrong way. So I think Georgia is going to end up scoring more points defensively than UK scores offensively in this game. I see a lot of fumbles. I see a lot of um, mishaps in, in, in the, the backfield because of that uh, porous uh, UK offensive line. And I think when uh, Georgia wins going away. So give me the dogs. I'll lay those 22 and a half as well. Uh, let's go ahead and um, I like TCU on the road at Baylor. TCU, of course, still sitting at number four, undefeated at 10-0, and 0, uh, taking on a, a Baylor team that came into the season with some expectations. Um, they have not had the greatest of years. They're 6-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the Big 12, but they are at home. Uh, TCU is laying two and a half on the road at Baylor. Uh, Leanne, what do you think about this one? You know, everyone's still questioning TCU. Do they deserve to be in that number four spot? I know people were talking about everything. TCU definitely deserves to be where, you know, they put on a heck of a show. They kept Austin weird. I knew they were going to go into, you know, they were going to go into Austin and, and show them after what happened in Fort Worth the previous year. I like TCU rolling in this one. I'm going to take TCU to cover. You know, Baylor's defense has been, you know, is one of the top defense, but in the Big 12, you know, and they haven't really played anybody um, like TCU. TCU not only has been, they play fast, they've been consistent, but the key about TCU is is what they put together there is they can adapt and adapt, uh, adapt and adjust quicker than anybody on both sides of the ball. You know, TCU 
had an amazing, amazing showing on the offense. But let's talk about that TCU defense, yeah. which surprisingly was super stout against Texas. And granted, it was Texas. They still pull a hell of a matchup in defense. So, you know, TCU is playing, again, uh, similar, you know, is playing like what LSU, playing its best ball, playing its balance ball, and they're striking. Well, the only question about this one, Will Dave Aranda is just one of those coaches that when when they're when his ball club is coming off, you know, kind of shaky stuff, he has this ability to get his team to rally. But I'm going to say TC is not only playing for a spot, obviously in the Big Twelve, but they're playing to stay in this national race, to stay in the playoff race. So they're going to be playing with lots of style because last you know last week when the committee, the CFP committee, said that the TCU defense wasn't you know, how it should be. They, they answered every challenge, and that's been about TCU, answering every challenge, and they show that their defense deserves to be there. So I'm going to take TCU to lay it down um, on the road in Waco against Baylor. I think it's going to be a close one. It's a slim margin, but I think TCU take, continues to take care of business. Haven, what are you thinking on that one? I, I, I like where Leanne's uh, going with that. Uh, TCU uh, laying the two and a half on the road at Baylor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all day long. All day and twice on Sundays. Yeah, oh. I, I'm gonna agree as well. I, I what TCU was able to go out there and just kind of shut down the the Texas fans and sent them home, uh, sad and crying. Uh, I don't think Baylor's gonna be nearly the obstacle that that the Longhorns were uh, last week. So yeah, give me TCU. I'll lay that two and a half. Uh, I, I think they get it done rather easily. Um, so I, I, I tell you what, let's go ahead. This is another interesting line. Um, I know that uh, Kansas State. Uh, has been kind of up and down. They're right now sitting at number 15 uh, in the rankings. They are going on the road. I love ranked teams on the road, especially in these ranked versus unranked matchups. West Virginia, uh, a team that's not had uh, the year that they were hoping for. They're sitting 2-5 and five in the Big 12. Kansas is an eight-point favorite on the road at West Virginia. Liam, what do you think about this one? You know, I always go back and forth with K-State because, you know, they put on a good showing. But like you said, teams are always different on the road. They're going and ranked, I think, at 15. You know, eight points for me was a lot for this game, I, yeah. I, you know, surprisingly. So uh, I'm going to take, you know, I didn't really do a huge breakdown because, like I said, this could go either way. K-State, you know, could be on point. Adrian Martinez, you know, all these things could go for it. But West Virginia, this is another one of those blue-collar matchups in the Big 12 that I think at home. But West Virginia, I feel like when even though the, the record and on paper they look a certain way. These are those teams right now that are, you know, they're just playing. They're playing a little bit more at ease because there's not so much pressure on them. And I feel like when a lot of teams are in that situation, they play a lot differently because they got nothing to lose. And I think that's what we're going to see with West Virginia. So I'm going to take West Virginia to cover with those eight points, but I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to take the under 54 and a half on this one. I like oh, it. Oh, wow. I like it. Uh, uh, Haven, what, what are you thinking on this one? You know what? Hogerson just hasn't got it. Well, not Hogerson. He's not a coach anymore. Well, I'm, well, I'm going back, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? West Virginia, um, horrible place to play. Horrible fans. One of the worst fans in all the <laughs> in all the sports. Yes. They throw batteries at people there. Yes, they do. And worse. Uh, it's like uh, the Tennessee of the Big 12. Yeah. <laughs> way worse than Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Nice. They're like one or two less teeth than the t- average Tennessee fan. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, I'm going to take K-State in the points. Because I, I think K-State's on a mission this year to prove that they're not a fluke. And I, I think these guys are on a mission to beat everybody down they possibly can just to prove that we're, we're, we're real. We're for real. And from what I've seen in West Virginia this year, man, they just don't have the firepower to keep up. Yeah. They just don't. Give me K-State. Give me the points. 
Hopefully it gets ugly because I, I, I really don't like West Virginia. So <laughs> Yeah, you know what? On this one, this is one where oddly eight points is a lot. Um, I think that Kansas State will get the win. But I, I just feel West Virginia just has a way, especially it's going to be cold. It's going to be up there in the mountains. They're going to be playing John Denver, you know. And I feel like they're going to keep it close. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I think Kansas State will get the win, but I I think West Virginia does enough to keep it close. Uh, Give me West Virginia, uh, and I'll take those eight points. Give me K-State all day long. I like it. I like it. Uh, Let's go this one. We're going to the SEC. We're going to go to a a team that's near and dear to Leanne's heart, of course, her Ole Miss Rebels, uh, traveling to Arkansas. It's a very uh, close spread. Uh, Ole Miss is only a one-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, Ole Miss is laying one-and-a-half on the road at Arkansas, a team that's only two-and-four in the SEC, but they're one of those teams, once again, that's they can they can put the fear of Job into you, but they just never seem to get it done. Uh, Leanne, what are you thinking in this one, Ole Miss traveling to Arkansas? Yeah, it's a really slim margin. Of course, uh, the big talk, of course, with Ole Miss is, is can they adjust to the cold weather in Arkansas? You know, Lane Kiff has been talking about bagging, ex- you know, packing extra real tree gear and whatnot <laughs> because he doesn't like the cold. You know, so and we're going to see a lot of the games, how the weather will play a factor, and I think the weather will play a factor. The players, of course, you know, you know, they're all ready. They're trying to prove a point, make it 10-2. and two. It's a really slim margin. Lines move, you know, a little bit, you know, even if it's a, it was at two, then it's at one and a half. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss in this one. I just feel like Ole Miss is playing for a lot. They're trying to impress, you know, the, and try to kill down the rumor mill, of course, that Auburn's trying to poach Lane Kiffin, uh, rightfully so. But it, honestly, in this one, I, I could go either way on it, and I'll be honest, because Arkansas just has that way, even though they haven't played consistently. They're playing in their elements. They've, they've adapted and adjusted and embracing their elements. I'm honestly leaving more, leaning more into this one. I'm in the under in this one. I, I feel more comfortable about the under. I think it's yeah. going to be a close one just because it's going to be so cold. It's going to be hard for both these teams to really get the ball rolling and see a, a really high scoring game. So I'm going to, I'm going to honestly go with the under 65 and a half. I just think that Ole Miss is going to push hard, but Arkansas is going to push right back and it's going to be a slow moving game. Um, so I'm going to take the under in this one, 65 and a half. Yeah, projected uh, AccuWeather says 34 degrees at kickoff. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cold. And a night game there. in Arkansas, exactly. Ooh. It's going to it's going to be a night game, yeah. and it's going to be cold. <laughs> Haven, what you thinking of with this one? Uh, Ole Miss minus the one and a half. You know what? I'm going to have to agree with my favorite rebel, <laughs> Miss Holly Toddy herself. If she says it's so, then it's so. Yeah, and make that three for three. I agree. I think that it's going to be cold. It's going to be ugly. I think that Ole Miss just has enough offense that they'll they'll hit one or two big plays. I, I love their running game, and you got to pack. Coach Strong used to always say you got to pack your running game in the cold weather. So I think Ole Miss is going to pack their running game, and they're going to get just enough done uh, to be able to get this done. Uh, I like Ole Miss as well. Uh, Next, we're going to go to my favorite nickname for a football rivalry, the Bedlam rivalry, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Uh, The Cowboys ranked number 22 going on the road at Oklahoma. But get this, Oklahoma is a seven-point favorite. Versus the ranked Cowboys, even though Oklahoma is only two and five in the Big Twelve, five and five overall, they are a seven-point favorite um, at home. Uh, Leanne, what do you think? Like that seems like a lot of points for Oklahoma to be getting in this game. I think that is. I think that has been a consistent theme that we say every week. How is Oklahoma 
getting that many points. They're unranked. You know, I, I get it all the high, but the brand between, I think we're giving seven points to the brand of the Oklahoma Sooners because I really don't think that the Oklahoma Sooners have been back in a long time, just like Texas hasn't been. But I think we're buying into the brand. So, yeah. you know, on that, that's a whole different ball game. On this one, hands down, I'm going to take Oklahoma State. You know, they haven't always played their best ball, but they've been playing a lot better than Oklahoma. I know they're on the road in Norman. This is a rivalry game. I just like Oklahoma to go in there and show, hey, you know, Oklahoma State to go into Norman and say, hey, we're here. We're going to take care of business. We're, we're not playing o- the real Oklahoma Sooners. We're playing the Oklahoma Sooners brand. That's a whole different ball game. So I'm going to go uh, Oklahoma State to cover with those points, and I'm going to take the under 67 in this one, hands down. Yeah. No question. Haven, what are you thinking on this? In Oklahoma State uh, getting seven points on the road. Uh, Riley's not walking back through that door. Yeah. The Lincoln is in the shop. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oklahoma. The train has gone, yeah. No turning back. <laughs> I believe the Big 12 was on a mission to beat the the you-know-what out of Oklahoma and Texas as they exit the conference. Yeah. So, you know what? That butt weapon continues this week. Like the Cowboys? Hey, I'm all in. I like it. I and, and I agree. I, I think it's it was shocking when I saw that that spread. Even if Oklahoma was able to figure out a way and to And if win. they were the favorite, and if they were the favorite, you know, and they're unranked. I mean, like I said, it's like I just feel like we're we're there's that there's everybody talks about, you know, Bama favoritism. The same thing with Oklahoma, the same thing with Texas, nothing against those, but I feel like we're betting we're laying those points down the Oklahoma Sooners brand, what used to yeah. be Oklahoma, yeah. not what is currently the situation in Oklahoma. I I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, so give me the Cowboys. So make that three for three all on the side of Oklahoma State. Uh, we got a couple of Pac-12 uh, big matchups, humongous matchups, the best in the, of the best playing each other there in the Pac-12. Uh, uh, I know we only got a couple minutes, so, Leanne, I'm going to let you go riff on both of these. Uh, we have USC on the road. Uh, is a two-point favorite at number 16, UCLA. Of course, USC still fighting to get into that playoff at 9-1. and one. Uh, And then in the second game, we have number 10, Oklahoma, on the road at Oregon. Both those teams sitting at 8-2 and two, with Utah being a two-point favorite. Uh, excuse me, uh, laying two points uh, in that one as well. Um, so what do you think about UC- USC, UCLA, and uh, Utah, Oregon? Uh, I'm going to take UCLA hands down. I feel like, you know, another Kelly Magic down there. UCLA has is, is just been playing. I just never know what to think about USC. I feel like it's getting there, but I feel like, yeah. again, it's not. It's, we're, we're betting on the USC brand. I like what UCLA is doing. Uh, they've been playing consistently the whole year. They, they're really balanced ball, and I feel like their offense is just really clicking, and I just feel like this is another Cali in-state rivalry, what they're playing for. So I'm going to take UCLA hands down on, on, on those points, and I'm going to take UCLA to probably pull up the upset here too as well. Um, at home. I like it. And what about Utah, Oregon? Utah, Oregon, man, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, I like, uh, it's a slim margin. Uh, You know, I was going to take Oregon on the points because I just feel like Oregon at home because the reason I say that is because Utah, they've been playing phenomenal. They've been playing really well. They've gotten things going on the ground. You know, the defense has been showing up. But the thing about Utah, the last couple matchups, on the road they haven't been playing as the same Utah team that we see. So that could be a a way that Oregon capitalizes. But at the end of the day, you know, um, Oregon, they just have to get a lot of things going. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it so quickly um, to be able to run down that, to keep up with that, you know, Utah offense and what they're doing and that ground game. So as much as I want to go with Oregon to cover at home, um, I'm going to take Utah just because I feel like Utah's been rolling. They've been more consistent. But, but again, um, Oregon has a chance um, to um, 
to uh, creep up in there. If Utah, if we get the Utah, we've been seeing it on the road. But I'm going to take Utah to cover on this one in that slow margin. There we go. And the under at 60. There we go. I, I appreciate that, Leanne. I know we're about to be on out of here. Is there any any others that, that we want to give, or are, are you good? Uh, let's just go real quick. Uh, we uh-huh. got to hit on that uh, two trap games. I see that yes. uh, the Illinois gets number three, Michigan. I'm going to take Illinois on the points on that one. That could be a very interesting trap game for Michigan because, of course, Michigan is looking at Ohio State, and of course, Ohio State is looking at Michigan. So uh, I'm going to take a I'm going to take the Illini to keep up and rolling with the Michigan on 17 and a half points, and then I'm going to go um, to number two, Ohio State at Maryland. That could be another trap game because, again, Ohio State and CJ Stroud's been playing really fantastic, but also there's a lot of elements that Ohio State hasn't been clicking on the road, and that's a lot of points. I had him at 27 um, as Maryland, the underdog. So I'm going to take Maryland to cover on that in the under and 62 and a half because I feel like Ohio State and Michigan, uh, those two teams are still looking uh, looking ahead to that game, and that could really uh, put them off track in these two trap games. So they're going to have to be really careful uh, in Ann Arbor and, of course, on the road in Maryland. Well, there we go. Well, Leanne, appreciate it. Cannot wait to talk to you next week, all right? Sounds good. Hotty toddy and hell's up. There it is. Appreciate it. Man, I'm telling you, Leanne's the best in the business. Haven, I tell you what. Man, Easily. Easily uh, the best. Give, give me an MVP today, man. Give, give me an MVP. We got about the 20 seconds left, but give me an MVP. Who's going to do it for UofL today? Snowgo. Momo. Like Get Momo? It done. Senior day. He got it. You know what? I'm going to be extra cheap and cheesy, and I'm going to say Yasir Abdullah gets it done. I, I, I think Yasir is the man. I think he and Yaya, that duo right there, is going to get it done. They're going to carry the water on senior day. I cannot wait. Make sure you guys come out. 1481 South Shelby Street for the Game Watch Party. And we out.